I understand that you need the four humans to think they're in the good place, but using an actual good place Janet seems risky. Why don't you just have a bad place Janet pretend to be good? I thought of that, but watch. Bad Janet? What up, skid marks? Let's try that thing again where you pretend to be a good Janet, no. okay? Now, re really, really try your best. Fine. Say, Janet, uh, where can I get some delicious ice cream? Oh, there's a wonderful parlor in the middle of Town Square. My favorite flavor is Rocky Road. It contains chocolate ribbon, marshmallows, and your dad's salty nuts, you fat dink! I see what you mean. Use the good one. Steven, you hang shit on me all the time for seeing things for the first time 10 to 50 years after the rest of the world saw yes. it. Yes. And I'm proud to announce that I watched the first Indiana Jones film for the first time in my life, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Does that Hell make yeah. you feel happy for me or does it make you feel like, who's this guy who thinks he can talk about media every week, hasn't even seen Raiders of the Lost Ark yet? Well, here's the thing, Zach. I understand that my deficit yeah and i know what i'm working with you know you don't sure. get mad at a puppy when it pees on the on the floor it's not his fault is that how you see me as a puppy peeing just on the a floor little helpless puppy. in my sexual fantasies yeah i'm proud of you zach because i think the indiana jones trilogy is great and even though you've seen maybe the best one and the worst one that are readily available to watch you think temple of doom is the best one probably because, you know, when that one first came out, it was kind of divisive. Mm-hmm. I think Temple of Doom is super cool. Raiders of the Lost Ark has a certain swagger to it. I really like I it. But I love Short Round, so. I am so excited to go back and watch it now that I am a Keiki Kwan mm -hmm. card-carrying stan. Have you ever seen Goonies, Zach? The reason I watch Raiders of the... This will answer your question. I'm not just <laughs> saying <laughs> no. I've never seen the Goonies. The reason we watch Raiders of the Lost Ark is because we're starting a like weekly movie night with some friends and someone mm -hmm. else picks a movie every week. And I picked Raiders of the Lost Ark because I'd never seen it and because the new one is coming out. So I'd like to watch through them and see the new one when it comes out. Next week is Lil's turn to pick and Lil has been trying to get me to watch The Goonies for five and a half years. How have you so not watch watched it? The Goonies in that time? I don't know. You have watched so many things. You watched every movie nominated for an Oscar this year, but The Goonies can't find the time. This doesn't paint me in a good light, but who am I if not the person who picks what we're watching? <laughs> who would I be? What else do you have? That's all I've got. And speaking of that, <laughs> I picked what we're watching today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Into the Time Knife, a good place rewatch. I'm Zach. I'm glad you're here. I'm Steven. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad. Well, I was saying them. Yeah, I'm I glad know. They I, I knew are. what you were saying. I'm glad you're here, but that's not what I was saying. I know that. I'm Decidedly, glad I'm that's not what I was saying. You're glad they're here. Yes. I'm glad I'm here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Into the Time Knife. We're back for another week. We're going to start off the program by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Fortier, Autumn Marsh. Those are our $10 and up patrons. Thank you to all those people. And thank you to all of our patrons, which start at just $5 a month to get all of the exclusive content we do every week, including our weekly That 70s Show rewatch podcast. 
the basement. Were you about? I wasn't sure if you were like yawning or about to. No, sneeze. I had a I had a weird breath thing. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it was in the yawn family, but it wasn't a yawn. You okay? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. I think so. Yeah. Good enough for me. Am I? We're here to talk <laughs> about season two, episode seven of The Good Place. But wait, we do you want to say anything about your week? Do you want to talk about sure. how you are, how you doing? I'm good. I was in a little bit of a car accident last week. My first one ever. A little bump and dump. Uh, I wish Zach would not drive so recklessly when we're <laughs> on the road together. Well, I, I heard a bump and dump was in play. I wasn't going <laughs> to keep that from happening. Then yesterday I went to Six Flags with Danny and it was super fun. So if you want to reach that next tier of Patreon, keep shelling out that crash, to to that, that cash. Yeah, to go to Six Flags with me. If you had to choose, what did you prefer, getting hit by a car or going to Six Flags with your partner? Is it close? <sighs> They did need to ride the swings after eating instead of going right to a roller coaster. So that does knock a couple points. Yeah. But unlike you, they were willing to hold my hand when walking past the Aquaman ride. They weren't worried about- I just don't about... know if, if society's ready for it yet, Steven. <laughs> it's Six Flags, you know? It's not Disney World. It's not one of them <laughs> queer theme parks. The They are having a Six, Pri- Six Flags Pride at the beginning of June, which I don't know what that entails, but I'm hoping that Foghorn, Leghorn, and Tweety Bird are going to get freaky. But it's not like gay pride. It's they're proud of being Six Flags. <laughs> they're proud of being Six Flags. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're okay. I'm, Thanks, I'm sure buddy. the car accident was scary. That, that's yeah, always that little... frightening. Well, it didn't help that you got out and just started screaming at me. <laughs> well, in my experience, that gets me out of it every time. <laughs> you, what did you call it? A what and dump? A bump. Uh, uh, you bump, bump and, and then you dump. You dump yeah. all those tears right on out. <laughs> and they don't even notice that you haven't had insurance since 2006. Because you're crying. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We're talking about The Good Place, Season 2, Episode 7. This is Chapter 20. It's Janet and Michael. A really fun episode. It is. You You know what, Zach? Not everything's a fight. I don't need to fight you. It wasn't so much that I was expecting you to fight. It was just that I was expecting you to say anything. Praise? Something. To praise? To fill in the silence of the podcast. Good job, Zach. That is the name of the episode. I don't want you to praise me. I I like it. I'll take it. I accept. Mm -hmm. This episode was directed by Dean Holland. He directed last Good week's girl. episode. And outside of this one, he directed <laughs> Someone Like Me as a Member, Mindy St. Clair, The Trolley Problem last week. The, in the future, he does The Burrito, Everything is Bonzer, Parts 1 and 2, and Don't Let the Good Life Pass You By. Hell of a track record, this guy. This episode was written by Kate Gersten. Ooh. This is don't her know that first name. credit on The Good Place. She writes one other episode next season, The Book of Dugs. And outside of The Good Place, she's written a bunch of stuff, including 12 episodes of a show that I've heard of, but I don't know anything about, called Mozart in the Jungle. I have also heard of, but never seen that one. And similarly, a show that I've heard of, but never seen, she wrote one episode of Schmigadoon. Oh. With uh, Cecily Strong and Keegan Michael Key. Second season coming out of that one. Yes. Soon. Yes. This episode of The Good Place originally aired on October 26th, 2017, and let's go digging for some context. What do you say? Let's go. Let's do it. The number one movie this week on October 26th, 2017. Is it something spooky? Yes. Here's what your hint is. It's a spooky sequel in a non-spooky franchise. Oh. Huh. 
I don't know on this one. Do you, you want me to just me... tell you? Do you want me to give you a give me better, another hint. like a more specific hint? Yeah, yeah. Um, an actress, actor, director, costume. Well, designer. it's hard to say actor or actress because while a lot of people like this franchise, I find it kind of a drag. A uh, drag. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, obviously, it's How to Train Your Dragon 2. No, it's Boo 2, a Medea Halloween. Oh, okay. Because she's in drag. It's the sequel to Boo, a Medea Halloween. Yeah, that was, was the number the one, number movie, one huh? film at the box office this week. I didn't care for the second one. I thought my drag hint was going to lead you right to it. It didn't. <laughs> Don't you ever refer to what Tyler Perry does as Medea as drag. <laughs> drag queen! That's all this. Mrs. Doubtfire, Medea. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's all Big Mama's house, too. Exactly. Big Mama's house, like father, like son. I asked Danny the other day, I was like, have you ever seen Big Mama's house? And she was like, no. And I was like, ah, so I'm assuming you haven't seen Big Mama's house, too. Or Big Mama's House <laughs> 3, like Father Like Son. I haven't seen the third one, but I did see the second one. The third one was okay. Okay. The number one album, a country adjacent artist who mm. has a lot of big songs that I've actually never heard. One which has a gender bending title as well. Ooh. In likeness to Boo to a Medea Halloween. So it's not Marin Morris. No, think uh, someone who's been around for a while. Oh, okay. So that leaves us our Willie Nelsons. It's a female artist. I'll give you that. Leaves us our Shania Twains. There you go. Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Boom. This album was called Now. Ooh. (laughs) Then. Now by Shania Twain. Now, then. Yes. (laughs) Then. So that's Shania that. Twain, she was, uh, now she was Twain. okay in the live stage production, kind of, of Beauty and the Beast that Josh Groban and her were in. Oh, I didn't watch that. It was fun. It was. I liked it. Let's get into the episode. We're talking about it. Janet and Michael. It's a really important episode for the two characters in its title. And Stephen, it's now your job to tell us everything that happened in this episode. How are you feeling? I don't know, honestly. I kind of... You know, some weeks I think about the fact that I have to do this. This week didn't give it a second thought, yeah. so I have no idea. I'm, I have to remember what happened. Did I watch the episode this week? I guess that's what we're going to find out. Well, with that in mind, everyone, let's find out. Did Steven did watch the episode Stephen this week? So this week. That was me on a roller coaster. The it had more the... <laughs> inflatable tube man outside sure. of the car dealership That's box. That's fair. I've been compared to that many times in my life. So, In all ways, as a dancer, as a lover, mm-hmm. just a wacky Especially... inflatable wailing tube man. Flailing. Wailing. Flailing. Well, you are wailing. I'm the one wailing because I just hate your car. Mm-hmm. You've got 20 seconds on the clock. Are yeah. you ready? Sure. All right. Counting down. Three, two, one, go. Janet's glitching and Michael's going to find the bottom before the neighborhood collapses. Intercut with flashbacks of when they first met and Michael tricking her into being his Janet. We see Janet glitching every time she lies. They find out that she's been lying to Tahani and Jason because she still loves Jason. Um, Eleanor gives her a pep talk about being a, a go-get-it girl and getting under another man. She creates Derek at the end. Stop. During the... Okay. You didn't get anything about Michael and Janet's friendship and how the um, the sure, most important thing Friends. of the episode is their realization of friendship and Michael not being able to deactivate her or to self-destruct mm-hmm. her because yes. of that. Outside of that, you did stellar. Thank you. 
outside of that, there just wasn't time for more. No, I think you should. I think that's more important than several yeah. things you said. That sure. does take you down some points. But outside yeah, of that, it, you take me down. Outside of that, it was one of your best from Thank either you. of these shows. So I'm a little miffed on where not i don't know i'm a little adrift not miffed mm-hmm. on on where to to put your grade because i do think you did really well but i think you missed one of the most important things in the episode mm-hmm. but you're still gonna get a b thank you i think that's a fair score very near even a b plus still by how well you mm-hmm. did if you had said that i think that would be a solid a wow no a b plus we're bringing it up b plus wow it was a b plus. wow yeah let's do some trivia i've got let's do it uh, six questions for you. I've got seven for you, so I'll kick us off. How do you activate a Janet? That's my first question. You hold down on oh. her nose for three seconds. All right, I'll give you another one. Please. Which nostril does Janet pull her manual out of? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, now I have to, like, switch my perspective. Yeah. Did you do it like that, or did you do it like if you're no. looking at the screen? I did it with which one of her nostrils. Right. So I need to be Janet. Yeah. Was it her left nostril? Correct. Okay. She like digs in her right shot. one for a while and then ends up pulling it out of her left. Here's one for you. What is Janet's internal temperature? Ooh, 99.1 trillion uh, degrees. So wrong. So wrong. 999 trillion? Nope. You weren't that wrong. I over... 99.6? Closer. You got it wrong. 99.7. Mm. 99.7. When do Jason and Tahani sleep together? After they have sex. Nice, yeah. <laughs> what does Jason want alongside his jalapeno poppers? Was this in your episode? It might have been. I think it would be because it's while Michael's shooing them out of the office. He says this to him. I can't remember it. What was it, Zach? He says, and cheesy fries with donkey sauce with and donkey the cool sauce. hat. Yeah, that was all in there. Yeah. How many people times have been has... calling you out on YouTube lately of times where you say that wasn't in my episode and we let it slide, but it was. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> How many times has Janet been rebooted? 800, like one of the earliest 800s, 804. Close. I'll give you one more swing. 802. Hey, he got yeah, it. That Look was, at that. Look I, at I, that. I knew it was one of the two. How do you self-destruct a Janet? You hold down their nose mm-hmm. while you stick a paper clip in the hole behind her ear how about you and i see if we can self-destruct each other after this you can hold down on my nose poke around my ear with a paper clip i've got a little hole (laughs) (laughs) um what superlatives does michael place upon janet superlatives Mm -hmm. superlatives i didn't see a yearbook anywhere in this episode what do you say would you like me to define the word superlative? Well, I know. It's going to be like adjectives that he uses to describe her when he's talking about how much he likes her. My mm. most loyal, most uh, trusted, my – I don't really know. I don't like this question. You got I reject the, the notion of this three, question. It's and loyal. the other one is close. My most – I don't know. I don't like this question. I don't like he it. He refers to it. Janet as his oldest, truest, uh-huh. and most loyal friend. Aw. That yeah. is a really sweet bit. And yeah. this silly episode. My next question for you. What is marbleized Janet high in? Potassium, like a banana. Like a banana. That was almost one of my questions. What does Eleanor initially prescribe for Janet to get over Jason? To get drunk. There's one more piece. And dye her hair and listen to No Doubt. Ooh, that's the next, that's the next part. 
Damn it, because I just gave away my last question. What What is the other part? Get drunk and go dancing. Get drunk and go dancing. Mm-hmm. You would take notice of that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. My last question, what music does Eleanor suggest Janet listen to? She wants her to... I mean, I'll say the whole line to Let's really credit myself with my knowledge. Yeah. Pop a couple magnets. That's a really, <laughs> really funny way to say yeah. it. Yeah, pop a couple magnets. <laughs> Dye your hair. Go listen to No Doubt. You'll be fine. That's mm-hmm. trivia. I've Let's got one more for you, goddammit, Zach. That's trivia. Okay. What does Derek pick up from Michael's desk? Ooh, I have no idea. I remember the exact moment because Michael's like, don't don't touch mm-hmm. that. But I don't know what it is at It all. looks like a chocolate dragonfly. <laughs> you don't know what it is either. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a little dragonfly thing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Let's now talk that's about the episode. Trivia. I talked about enjoying this one. I think it's a weird, very sweet episode mm-hmm. that I think is pretty important and I think has a really solid place here at this point in the season of the show. Really develops these two characters. What do you think of it? I think that this episode is so smart because it kind of pulls the wool over our eyes for the most of it because it's like, okay, Michael has this whole... Because the trolley problem is all about Michael admitting that he needs help understanding Mm -hmm. humanity and feeling emotions and things like that. But it kind of is, is under the guise for this one that we're going to be focusing on. Okay. Something's wrong with Janet because she, Mm -hmm. and watching the episode, even the first time you kind of know that's what's wrong with Janet. Cause it happens every time she says something to Tahani and Jason. So it's gotta be, we've known that that for two episodes now. Yeah. So that reveal isn't the major wow moment, even though it's kind of built up to be the episode subtly the whole time is showing not only how long Michael and Jason have worked together, Janet. it's Michael and Janet, but they show how much Janet means to Michael and the fact that somebody can mean something to him. And now he understands what it is to that value he didn't even know. And he has existence. Yeah, exactly. Because before yeah, well he hasn't really done that. And this is the first time where he's And he's like, certainly wow. never had a name to put to it or he's never like last week we talked about people who can't say sorry. Mm-hmm. And how uh, a lot of people get stuck in that. He's finally, like you said, pulled the wool over his eyes and is yeah. able to be that person now. It's a great Michael development episode. And Darcy Carden is cute as a button this mm-hmm. whole episode. And the ways that Janet is beginning to subtly emote is really satisfying. I think it's such a good episode for both those characters. Well, we don't give MVPs. We talk about who belongs in the good place, mm-hmm. bad place. If we were to give an MVP this week. It'd be tough between yeah, the two. It'd be tough, but I think that, I mean, there are a couple of line deliveries from Darcy Carden that are just so funny. I think and I'd do Darcy as well. She's, as she's such a star. She's so good. Everything she's in, I feel like she just steals the scene for me. Love, love her. Love, Let's love. talk about the episode. It starts with Janet waking up in the Janet warehouse. The So the way we see later in this scene how you take a Janet, another one comes. So a Janet must have pretty recently been taken mm-hmm. because Janet opens her eyes or like yeah. it starts on her just standing Which I there. love that juxtaposition of this opening versus our main four kind of waking, waking up, up in the yes. in the room and i like how they wake up in a very comforting warm place because they're humans and janet just wakes up in a blank white room and this is kind of the last main character that we haven't gotten that for yet mm-hmm. because we kind of got one we got for one michael. for michael yeah. yeah so that's really neat i like that i like the white void of it i love the visual of michael opening the blank door and you can kind Mm -hmm. of see the room behind him and stepping into the blank void I think is really neat Michael sneaks in you can tell that he's really I don't know he's so cute I think Mm -hmm. his like excited scared nervous all of it his energy it was the equivalent of like somebody with a fake ID 
buying alcohol <laughs> yeah. and they're like getting away with it and they're like uh, uh, uh yeah yep yes which we'll actually talk about later today when we record the basement the keg Heck, episode yeah. we'll talk about that what a tie so, in Janet wakes up and she immediately, hello. And the way that Michael is like scared by it, but laughs that he's scared by it. I really liked Ted Danson makes such smart, small choices. I love watching all the little choices he makes and and it's all over this episode. I thought that was funny before he activates her though. Cause she says something about dude, you activate your Janet. He wheels her out. He, she can't walk, but he can just like push her and Mm -hmm. she just like carts along and he wheels her out of the room. He even says the line. Can you walk yet? (laughs) Yeah. And she keeps saying, hello. Hi. Hello. I'm Janet. Hello. I really need you to shut up right now. And she does. (laughs) And he wheels her out. And when they leave, another Janet appears ready to be taken. Mm Mm-hmm. So Michael explains after that to his bosses, Sean, and do we know who the other who that girl is? Do we remember her name? I don't remember her name, no, but I remember her face. He's talking about how he got a good Janet, and it pretty much lies to the good place people are trusting. So the door was unlocked, and <laughs> he could just sneak in because they don't sneak places. And yeah. They're so dumb and stupid and trusting. It's that was so funny. Sean thinks that it's going to be risky to use a real good place Janet, and we get a really funny moment where Michael uh, shows us all why a bad Janet pretending to be a good Janet wouldn't work. Darcy is so great at because when she plays Janet, she's playing like a hundred different characters. Yeah. Because there are so many different versions of Janet, whether they have subtle changes between reboots or the complete opposite side, like Nega Janet, uh, like the fairly odd parents. Yes, I and love that, that. That whole Janet. moment is great. <laughs> she's talking also about Rocky Road ice cream. Her face melting. Her face starts melting. Your dad's salty nuts. nuts. You fat. I think that the salty nuts is such a funny choice of words. So she melts into her body and Sean, in his Sean way, says, I see what you mean. Use the good Janet. And this begins the Michael-Janet narrative of the episode, specifically when Michael tells this Janet, who has just been awoken, that you and I are about to have a real adventure together, which is really cute because they are. And it's cute because Michael is constantly searching for validation but he's not confident enough in himself to actually have it. He's like, I'm a good place. He doesn't get the best actually. He lucked out with me. Right. I'm top notch. And Janet's like, okay. (laughs) We cut to the present and Janet's explaining her problem, her glitching. She doesn't know what's causing them. But like you kind of said, as an audience, it's painted very clear for us why Mm -hmm. this is all happening. So Michael decides to run a full diagnostic on Janet. And it's a really cool bit because this is not a bottle episode but it feels almost like it's it. just these two characters pretty much the whole time so this bit where he gives her a, a physical is really funny the mm-hmm. thing i wanted to say when we started talking about the episode is i think it's really smart the way that this episode uses and doesn't use the rest of the cast yes. because everybody shows up but mostly just for a little bit this is janet and michael's episode well and we've talked about in other shows how much we love when they're when the world around two characters doesn't stop because they're separated from everyone else. Like everything right. is, is still happening outside of here. And we can, they do such a good job of painting a very clear picture yes. of like an episode that's happening outside of this one. Totally. I would love to see the episode where Chidi is dealing with the <laughs> needles. needles. <laughs> 
So uh, she, she Janet has to get out her user manual, which is access through her nose. And that's another little bit of special effect, the way that they like stretch mm-hmm. her nose out. And she pulls the manual out of her nose. It's really funny. Michael starts flipping through it. And as he does, and he's reading the beginning of it, Vicky comes in to see what's going on because the neighborhood is frazzled. There have been these earthquakes and these like outages. And Vicky is the one running things. So Janet comes up with a lie. And kind of saves Michael in this moment and tells Vicky that she ate frozen yogurt and that she's not supposed to eat. So it caused a little earthquake and it's fine and everything's fine. But when she lies, something happens, right? Yeah, there's another little earthquake. Yeah. She's like, oh, there it goes again. I love how all of a sudden we're learning more about how Janet works as a piece of technology. Yeah. Vicky talks about, oh, how do you reset these things? Isn't it the ears? You pull down, down, out. (laughs) That stuff's so funny. It makes it like Janet... Is really a human Siri, like a, she's yeah. an iPhone type thing. It's, it's like, really what do you, you hold the button down and hold the, <laughs> yeah. But Michael takes Vicky outside and explains that he's got it under control. But Vicky, naturally, as kind of dumb as she is, she's starting to worry because mm-hmm. Michael went rogue at the party. <laughs> I love the way <laughs> Michael reacts when Vicky brings up your sports coat and weird hair. Michael's <laughs> like, Haha, yeah, that was kind of fun. I don't know. I like how something that was a bit in an episode, that really happens. So everybody still kind of thinks about it. And Michael's like, yeah, I did go through that. So Vicky kind of keeps threatening Michael. You know, I'm starting to worry about you. And you're just begging uh, to be uh, ratted out to Sean. And Michael uh, kind of puts her on a a track. So she'll leave her alone and says, shouldn't you go off and torture Chidi? Which plants the seed of the needles. Because she has this new idea for torturing Chidi. And she, was this in your scene? Yeah. Needles. Like, I've been thinking about needles. And Michael's like, uh, oh, needles. needles. That's sure. great. I love needles. And she leaves. <laughs> so back in the office, Michael's running the physical on Janet, which includes, he calls it a basic corporal function test where he shines mm-hmm. a light through her ear in a rainbow prism, comes out the other side. It was a fun visual. Takes her temperature, which is 99.7 trillion, trillion degrees. A little high, but no big deal. And a blood pressure <laughs> test. Oh, no blood. Still, Still no, no blood. blood. Okay. <laughs> One of my favorite moments is when he – this is such a funny idea of how you test your Janet that you have to have her conjure up an item from like the random item yeah. generator. Okay. A 14-ounce ostrich steak impaled on a giant novelty pencil that says, Lordy, Lordy, I'm over 40. Here you go. Lordy, lordy, I'm over 40. Perfect. (laughs) The manual then brings to Michael's attention that the glitching might be due to, in fancy words, Janet reacting to non-truths that she has to Mm -hmm. deal with because she always deals in in permanent truth. And this makes Michael thinks that it's his fault. Uh, And he says, well, this is all my fault. We know that it's not, but Michael thinks that it is. And he says to her that he lied the first time that they met each other. And then we get the the real first introduction of Michael and Janet and Michael activating Janet and her uniform appearing, which was a, a super cute cool. moment. Michael brags, like you mentioned, he's like, I'm one of the top good place architects. No big deal. I'm one of the best. But uh, he sets <laughs> her up to be ready for his neighborhood because it's going to be slightly weird. And yeah. like you said, Michael's not used to having a yes man. And Janet always meets him with, I don't care. I yeah. Can't judge the people or the things that you're doing or the processes. I'm just here to make it neighbor good, she says. And she's going to do everything she can to help out Michael, which is what Michael needed because Mm -hmm. he didn't have anyone that thought his ideal was good. So Janet just works for him and it's this perfect partnership. It's true. 
I also like here when Janet's talking and calls him Silly Billy and says, <laughs> also, you can change things like if I if you don't like when I call you Silly Billy. It's like, I didn't like it. Michael's fine. <laughs> Michael's fine. Michael it is. Michael lied to her about what she was doing, what her job here is. And Michael thinks that this is why Janet's glitching. But Janet is able to shoot him down pretty quickly because she would have started glitching sooner if that was the case. Well, and I like how the Janet that we have after 802 reboots speaks a little bit more like straightforward normally in less like a computer. And I think, like you said, Darcy's played like a hundred different characters already in the show, just evolving the Janet. And this one is human like enough advanced enough that she can uh, really cut through and be like, no, that's not it. I would have been glitching out forever ago. It's got to be something like recent. And she does it in a way that you don't think, why is Janet acting a little differently all yeah. of a sudden? It plays perfectly. She's such a good actress of tracking the progress of this character. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't imagine there being a harder role to play on this show than Janet. Absolutely. So Jason and Tahani walk into the office and Janet goes, hi guys, I'm broken, which I think is really <laughs> funny. Michael tries to tell them they need a moment, explains that Janet's down while they're working on her, but Jason wants some jalapeno poppers for Tahani to try. This is when Michael learns that Jason and Tahani are sleeping together. Mm -hmm. Janet already knew. And this really surprises Michael. (laughs) You two are sleeping together? Only when we're done having sex. (laughs) (laughs) And Janet starts talking about how when she's back up, she'll be happy to help them. But when she does... Uh, The entire office, in a really cool effect, decimates around them. It just panel by panel disappears, and they're in this black void. Which is super... That... It looks so cool. It does. The show does this a couple times later on as well in a similar kind of style, and it's so cool every time. Like, it looks very... The special effects are so much better on this show than they should be for a network sitcom. The way that they edit standing in the set to standing in front of a screen Mm -hmm. looks so good and continuous that you don't think of them being in front of a screen all of a sudden. No. They do a really good job. Jason's, we were robbed. (laughs) We were standing here the whole time. They took the doors in the room and everything. They're so good. (laughs) They're so good. But the room comes back, and Michael, even though he's totally frazzled like he often is, he's like, oh, this happens sometimes. Perfectly normal. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And he rushes Jason and Tahani off. Michael pulls up a thing and learns that no one outside of that room saw that glitch, so it shouldn't Mm -hmm. bring Vicky back. And Janet is realizing that she's losing her grip on object permanence. It's kind of a glass half full, glass ceases to exist in space and time scenario. That's really funny. (laughs) This Janet can like riff a little bit too. She's making jokes. Michael tries to figure out what's causing the glitch. But it becomes even more obvious, if Michael wasn't starting to put it together already, that Janet mentions being happy for Tahani and Jason. And when she does, she throws up pennies everywhere. There's so many (laughs) funny funny physical comedy moments and how long it goes. And she moves (laughs) and it's on Michael. And then you hear, yeah, the bah the whole time. And then the (laughs) coins jingling around Michael after she's done. It's so funny. And that makes it clear to Michael what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Michael asks Janet to tell a lie because he's starting to figure out that the problem is when Janet lies, she glitches. Janet doesn't think she can lie, but when Michael tells her that maybe she can because she has been, she lied to Vicky, Mm -hmm. maybe this reboot of her can do that. And I love the way Janet's like, oh, that's fun. I like that. I'll try to lie. Let's see what happens. 
She lies about <laughs> Michael's outfit and all of the random things that happen at the glitch. The giant sub falling down yeah. on Michael's desk Boom. is so funny when she lies about his outfit. And Michael realizes, like I said, the glitches happen when Janet lies specifically about Jason and Tahani. So Michael is the only one that's had the prior knowledge that Janet and Jason in one mm-hmm. of these reboots married and bonded very much. And Michael now realizes that, of course, something like that sticks with Janet as yeah. she's rebooted, even if she doesn't know the specifics. I think that's cool. I think it's great because sometimes I forget that Michael remembers every single reboot. So he has so much more knowledge than any of the characters do, including Janet, even though Janet evolves as a being she doesn't remember the details of each attempt. Talking about all of the little choices Ted Danson makes, you've got to also say how amiable Darcy Carden is up against him. Yeah. When he's delivering the speech of how she was in love with Jason and married to him, the looks, the the eyes mm-hmm. glowing, the slight smiles, the confused faces, Darcy just pulls it off it's so great. well. Nails it. She's so great. I love her face reactions. So Michael runs through all the glitches that have occurred, the major ones, and how they connect to her being in Jason. The first one, second one, and third one, all when she said something or did or didn't do something for the two of them. Janet thinks about it and says, oh, nuts. (laughs) That's really funny. And she realizes she's not happy for them. She goes Mm -hmm. through it the way a lot of us do. Well, that scene, so good. Yeah. But I am happy for them. I am. I am. Am I? I am. I am not. I am not. I am not that. I am not happy for them. (gasps) But how is this possible? I don't have any memory of being married to Jason. So good. Like, that's one of the line deliveries where I'm like, holy shit, like, that's incredible. Like, because it's it's a bit emotional because it's somebody kind of realizing they've been lying to themselves this whole time. And that's a pretty scary realization sometimes. And it's both a human thing that we can all relate to. And she's also feeling these things in a much different, much more real way because she hasn't ever before. Mm -hmm. She didn't even know she could feel any feelings like this before. So she's coming to terms with that. And it's still funny. It's not too heavy. It's hilarious the whole time, which is great. She doesn't know how it's possible, but pieces together that the love mutation that she had in that one reboot must have amplified with each reboot, Mm -hmm. even while she was unaware of it happening. So Janet knows what Michael has to do now and thus begins the true conflict of the episode and a really good one because, well, I'll just say that Janet says cheerily, you have to kill me. You have to kill me. Oh, I'm sorry. Not cheery. You have to kill me, Michael. (laughs) And it's a really fun conflict. You can't go back to what it was like before you know what happens, Mm -hmm. but it would make sense for the show, how the show has worked before, if we have to self-destruct this Janet and get a new one. Darcy Carden could play a new Janet. She could learn all the new things. It would probably be funny. So it makes it feel real. And you want something to happen to intervene so Janet can't be killed. Mm -hmm. And you know that Michael is hesitant, but and we'll get to it, when he has his breakthrough, I think it's kind of unexpected a little Mm -hmm. that it happens the way it does when you watch the episode the first time. Well, and I think that I love the... Once again, to use the word juxtaposition in this episode, because I think that's an intentional thing they're doing. Word of the week. One of our favorite episodes where Janet's like, no, 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 I have a family kids at home. I've got tickets to see Hamilton. Like all those things trying to keep from being rebooted. There's none this, of that Janet is like, no, like you've got to do this. This is the only way to like guarantee that you're not going to mm-hmm. fold in on yourself in half an hour. So 
She doesn't want to be rebooted, like you're saying, which mm-hmm. would cause all of that. She doesn't want mm-hmm. to be rebooted again because the problem would just continue. It would lengthen yeah. time, but it wouldn't it would fix get problems. Worse. She wants Michael to set her to self-destruct. He reads the manual and learns about the marbleizing process, which is this running Janet thing that yeah. is a big part of the show moving on. It is. And this is the first time we mention it. And I think when I first watched the show, I was like, that's a little wild. And then when it kept coming back, I was like, that's really silly. But I feel like the way they lay it out kind of makes sense. It makes sense. She gets condensed in on herself until she's small enough to deal with. She can either be launched into space through a tube or eaten as a midday snack. This would Which mean, would Michael... You would you launch or eat your Janet marble? Well, if I'm Michael and Janet was my buddy, I don't think I could eat my buddy, this but... This is not... Did I say you're... You are Zach. As soon as they tell Janet me marble. that I can eat the marble, I'd probably be very interested in learning yeah. what the marble eating was like. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you eat potassium. the marble? Yeah. You wouldn't even have to think about it. If given the choice, what do you to think about texture? Dance, do you think it's it's just described as a marble because it looks like one? You don't think it has marble texture? Can you? Well, chew I think it? they you, say to the size of do you about swallow a marble. it. Or so do I'm you hoping. Do you suck well, it on depends. The if it's like a gob, like would a, you like suck a on your Janet stopper, marble? Yeah, I'd, I'd suck it down to like you know dissolve a little bit of it, then swallow it. Maybe just take it with water. <laughs> so with the new <laughs> Janet, everything would be back to normal. <laughs> I'm just moving on. I'm not. I'm not moving. Pop a couple past. magnets. On. Pop a couple magnets. Michael's unsure about this, obviously, but we don't quite know why yet. Janet wants to help the neighborhood. She has this genuine desire to help the neighborhood and help Michael and help the people, but she can't do it right with her feelings for Jason. So it's adios, Janito. <laughs> this is when we get the cheaty moment in the episode where Cheaty steps into the office. His face, like he looks like Hellraiser. His yeah. face covered in mag in magnets. I wanted to say magnets. <laughs> His face covered in needles. This is such a funny little cameo for William Jackson Harper mm-hmm. in this episode. I love it. Well, and great job of using, like, the prosthetics team, because, like, his face is, like, a little bit swollen because it's just full of needles. He's like, you didn't warn me about this next punishment. Um, A lot of needles in my face. Uh, Is there anything else I should be prepared for? And Michael's like, just go on. Don't worry about it. He's like, I honestly, I don't know what to tell you. Just walk it off. (laughs) I think it's so funny how Chidi has become this, like, punching bag. Yeah, and he's the, everyone's so comfortable with Cheaty being like in a tizzy all the time. <laughs> they don't even think to warn him about the stuff that's going to happen anymore because he's already it's Cheaty. Come on. Yeah. And it's so funny And when he says, honestly, I don't know. Just walk it off. His, he's like, I would, but my feet have needles <laughs> in them. Don't know what to tell you, but I also like the way that Cheaty says, look, I don't want to be a nudge, but is there anything yeah. else coming up? That's a really funny little cameo. So I don't know. Good luck with that, buddy. It just pushes him away. So far as everything we've talked about has been in my episode, too. They didn't seem to cut much from this one, which I'm glad. Yeah. I think I can think of specifically one Derek moment at the end of the episode. That's that probably maybe not, was yeah, Derek was real short in my, in my episode. But let's, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Michael comes up with excuses not to self-destruct Janet. Uh, there's a really funny line where Michael says, I know, we could reboot Jason instead. What does he know? Five things we could just... How long would it take him to relearn five things? <laughs> that wasn't in mine. That's funny. <laughs> that, that, that is of the funny. Devil. And Janet says, no, no, you can't do that. You gotta you gotta do this. You gotta do this. She starts chanting, kill me. Me. Kill, kill me. me. Kill me. And Michael, he's being pressured into it, but also it starts to make sense to him. He supposes mm-hmm. it makes sense. So he goes to grab a paperclip, and as he does, what does Michael see that that gets him into the flashback? Do the we spoon. see him the spoon from the frozen yogurt? Mm-hmm. Right. 
It's a flashback to right before season one started, where Michael is freaking out about his choice to have pudding restaurants. And it just all of a sudden, he sees it as like, oh my god, pudding restaurants? That's not <laughs> even like a that's thing. not even a thing. Whoa, I'm way out on a limb here. And I'm all alone. No, you're not. You have me. Janet, I can help you. It's too hard to explain, but there are certain aspects of my plan that, that, that you just can't understand. Try me. Yeah. All right, fine, fine. Uh, Janet, uh, what's a food that people think they enjoy, but that's also kind of a bummer? Frozen yogurt. Oh, oh, oh yes! <laughs> Frozen yogurt. With all of the little lovely reactions Ted Danson does here, how joyous he is when he hears the frozen yogurt idea is so He's funny. like, yes, perfect. Yes, he's so excited about it. You're a genius. Correct, I literally know everything. <laughs> I love when he tries the frozen yogurt and is like, that's just fine. Which means it's perfect. <laughs> Janet doesn't exactly know why Michael's so excited, but she feels good too because she's mm -hmm. helping and Michael's feeling so good and their bond begins. He gets ready in the present to put a paperclip behind Janet's ear. And mm -hmm. Janet is so ready. She's pulling her hair back. She's ready. She's comfortable with it. But he can't do it. And this is such a good scene where we get all of Michael's quick excuses followed by his breakdown. First, well, Vicky could find out and the plan would be compromised. Janet reassures him it'll be fine. He needs Janet to help get the four uh, humans to the good place. The new Janet can do that. But what if Vicky finds out? You said that already. <laughs> Why are you making such a big deal about turning me into a marble forever? Because of reasons. There are reasons. They exist and I just don't want to explain them right now. What are the reasons? They're reasons, Janet! Okay, but what are they? The reason is friends! <sighs> You're my friend, Janet. That, that's why I can't kill you. It's so real. And the it's way it so escalates real. at the perfect pace because he doesn't Janet's want to like, say it. You're just saying the same thing over and over again. Like, you don't have any reason to not do this. And like, Michael's getting reasons. more and there more frustrated reasons. trying to, like, deflect. And it just escalates to that perfect climax of friends. The reason is friends. And, it's and the so way good. that it's worded, that's such good writing <laughs> that Michael, this non human thing who's experiencing these human relationships and and feelings for the first time says the reason is friends i love it i love it one of the first things michael loved about human culture was watching all of friends yeah he understands friends the reason mm -hmm. is friends the reason is friends <laughs> that's so well written it's so well acted it's the perfect moment of this episode it's mm -hmm. really the moment where this episode that's great comes into this really strong really yeah. funny and really sweet and kind of emotional moment it's mm -hmm. almost tear worthy yeah the right day i might shed something for this one they've been through so much together for him janet is his closest and most trusted loyal friend was that all of the things uh oldest, oldest truest truest most loyal friend he can't replace her with a new Janet because that's his Janet. Mm -hmm. And Janet's face hearing Michael say this to her is adorable. It's so cute. It's so cute. And Janet says, well, well, well. well. And I love Michael's. Don't do that. Lay off. <laughs> <laughs> they are best friends. It's they really like love cute. each other, but they hate each other. And Janet's able, this version of Janet being able to tell him that she's glad he said the things and that it made her feel good. This Janet is really developing. This is such yeah. a good Janet episode. 
They're just a couple of pals trying to make it through this world that she built. <laughs> but Janet says, you still need to kill me. But Michael thinks he can find another way. So he mm-hmm. brainstorms and sends them to... How, how does Eleanor come into the play? He Why like phrases it like, we need the most difficult person or something like that to solve the most difficult problem. Something along those lines. The Janet-Eleanor scene is lovely. It's great. But this is the most shoehorny how to get one yeah. of those characters into the episode. Eleanor gets caught up on the situation... I love the Eleanor in this episode that's happening outside the episode. She's just chilling. Mm-hmm. That might be too much information for the first time ever in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. She says she can't quite process it all, but she totally gets the Jason thing. Yeah, yeah, he's a dumb dumb, but he's a straight up hottie. High five. And they high five. Really sweet. I love how all this is happening and Jason just has no fucking clue. No clue. That's probably going to be one of the next episodes then, isn't it? Yeah. I'm excited for that. Well, because the next week is is Derek, which is one of my favorites. They do such a good job of keeping the Janet and Jason under everything for so much of this season. Uh-huh. And then when it all bubbles out, you realize how it's been bubbling this entire time. Yeah. We've been thinking about it and thinking about it. And why are Tahani and Jason together? We like Jason and Janet. Mm-hmm. And they do it so deliberately. Like yeah. everything in the show. It, it is brilliant. This is... Man, we're in the good, good. Yeah, we're in the good, good. This is one of my. This is one of my favorite episodes of this show so far. I think mm-hmm. I love this. It's great this episode. I love this show. Really fun. Eleanor explains to Janet that in this moment she kind of is like a person after she says not a person. Yeah, and now she has this ex who's getting with somebody and explains that she's been that everybody goes through it. She's been through it. You just have to get drunk and get through it. Janet can't get drunk, but if you put a couple <laughs> magnets on her, she'll get woozy. She says, so "Yeah, pop some magnets." It's so would funny. you pop some magnets if it would get you woozy? Yeah, I'll pop some magnets. I feel like popping a couple magnets would get me pretty woozy. If Pop a couple honest. magnets, get another magnet outside, and pull Ooh, the magnets around in your tummy. That's dangerous. Yeah, Sounds that'd fun. be fun. She needs to get a rebound guy, Eleanor suggests. <laughs> First says, well, what about Michael? Tremendously horrible idea, Janet says. Was that in your episode? <laughs> in mine, it was, but uh, you got to find a rebound. I'd say you should find a rebound guy, but it's pretty slim pickings around here. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. What about Michael? You don't get the what about Michael? I don't know that she said what about Michael. She, she says, might have. What about Michael? I feel like she and said says, tremendously, tremendously horrible, horrible idea. idea. Yeah, maybe maybe they do say what about Michael. Eleanor tells Janet that she's awesome and she's got a rockin' bod and she can mm-hmm. literally do anything. She'll move Darcy on. Darcy does a really cute, She'll like, kind okay. of looks at herself and looks up and is like... <laughs> and also after Eleanor gives her the speech, Darcy gives this really cute... All of this positive reinforcement Janet's being given at a time when she was at her lowest, when she was mm-hmm. ready to give up, when she was ready to lose herself. All of a sudden, she's being given all these things that strengthen her the way she thinks about herself. Yeah. And she's appreciating the reasons that she glitches. And it's just a really beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. So Janet's in Michael's office. She's revived. Eleanor told me not to be sad. She said that I should go get it, girl. So I'm going to go get it, girl. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to get? Unclear. <laughs> really funny. She'll watch what she says around Jason and Tahani to try to keep the glitching at bay, which is smart. That should mm-hmm. work for a little while. And she's going to be more honest and open. She tells Michael not to wear that outfit. It makes him look bottom heavy. It's really funny. Damn it. I knew it. <laughs> she pops off to her void because she needs to spend some time alone. And Michael says, yeah, spend as much time as you need. And immediately she pops back up with Derek. Before we talk through the scene, let's just talk briefly about Derek, about the reveal of Derek. I think Derek is one of those characters that annoys people 
in this show because they use him a lot and he's so ridiculous. All of the ridiculous things about The Good Place are jammed into this one character, Derek, who's this guy who got created that has never been a guy before and is suddenly a fully grown, fully realized person and he doesn't quite get anything. I think it's so funny. I can say wholeheartedly, Zach. He's your favorite. There is not one scene or storyline involving Derek that I don't smile at. I think that bringing him into the show is extremely unexpected, first of all. Yes. And secondly, for me, it's hilarious. I love, love, love him in everything I see him in. Jason Manzoukas. Jason Manzoukas. Whether it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine or the new or Dunkin' the Donuts of Chicago. That Tell that story time. real quick if you want. I or do you want to like, save it for next week? I'll save it for next week. Sure. But I love Jason Manzoukas. I'm a huge The League fan, and he plays maybe the funniest character on that show and Derek every second of Derek is a second that I'm happy so I love it he's so good at playing exactly what Derek is Mm -hmm. you believe it for every second so Derek pops up rebound boyfriend this is my rebound boyfriend Derek I made him I love the way I love what Derek brings out in Janet too you know what I mean Janet's Mm -hmm. so funny and silly around Derek I love when, when Derek's like facing backwards and they pop in and she like turns around. Hi, I'm Derek. You must be Mike. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. You must be Michael. Janet's made a lot of talk talk into my ear holes about you. Michael, 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 Clyco, Clyco, Clyco. Clyco, Clyco, Clyco. He offers a high five and says, hug? No. Offers a hug, it says high five, and Michael goes, well, is that part in your episode? I don't think so. It's really funny. He in like, mind, it goes right to him running off and introducing himself to the each leaf of the plants. He puts a hand up for a high five. Says hug. No. <laughs> high five. High five? Michael goes well, <laughs> and that's like the end of a scene. Then it cuts. Yes, Janet made Derek as a rebound. He's a new person that that Janet made, and he's never been a person before, so he might make some mistakes. <laughs> uh, the mirror really trips him up. He sees himself in the mirror, and that's the whole thing. He starts introducing him. Did you not have that? He he sees the mirror, and he's like, "Ooh, look at this glass. Am I in there?" Is all I got. <laughs> Maybe there's a second more of it. I'm not sure. He introduces himself to the plants. He's like, hi, I'm Derek. Hi, I'm Derek. (laughs) Then he sees Janet's picture on the manual on Michael's desk and absolutely loses it. He's like, isn't this crazy? That's right. And I like the way Michael, like, so dejected. He's like, Derek, it's Derek, right? Yes, it's Derek. Derek. And he tells Derek to leave so he and Janet can figure some stuff out. And Janet and Derek have the most intense codependency goodbye. Yes. I think this scene went longer in mine. Their goodbye yeah, lasted a long time. I didn't have the – yeah. It's like, oh, I love you so much. Come over here. Oh, I'll come over here. One, two, three, four, six steps. Now I'm over here. <laughs> and then she kisses him. He's like, what was that? It's a kiss. That's a kiss. Looks back at Michael, gives a thumbs up. It's like, nice. Do you have any of this stuff? No, that's so funny. It is really funny. And the back and forth between Janet and Derek of like, go back to my void. Oh, babe, but I'll miss you. I'll miss you too. Oh, I'll miss you so much. It goes on for a really long time. And it's really I think funny. I had like a little bit of that, but definitely not the whole scene. That's funny. So he pops off. A lot's going on now. Some problems are solved, but more problems arise, including this is new guy, Derek. Yeah. And he pops away, and the end of the episode is Janet saying, what a dork. Am I right? And then <laughs> the end. 
Such a uh, funny way to end this episode that's funny. It's interesting. It's unlike any other episode the show's mm-hmm. done so far, and they do it so well. Michael and Janet are two of the best characters, and finally we just get a full episode for them to bounce off yeah. of each other to develop these characters and to redevelop the relationship that they have. And that it ends with the hilarious Derek reveal that all of our favorite characters pop in. Jason gets some really funny lines. Mm-hmm. Chidi with the needles is hilarious. Eleanor's there to bring the heart in the episode. I think it's such a smart episode because it proves that at this point in the show, now... 20 episodes in, it doesn't have to be about Eleanor anymore. Yeah, and I think that's such an important thing that this show does. Yes. And any good show with an ensemble cast has to make you think of them as an ensemble and not one person in supporting characters. Well, now, Community that can work did it so for well. a show. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. You start to really like every... Even Janet, who for the first several episodes of the show is as tertiary as you can be is now the just as well developed and 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 complex yeah. as anybody and has been the main driving force of a couple of the best episodes of the show. Yeah. Well, that's Janet and Michael. What a great episode. If we did do MVPs, I would give mine to Janet, but it would mm-hmm. be so tough because it's just like the two yeah. best most interesting characters in the show bouncing off of one another for 23 minutes mm-hmm. and I love it so much. I had a lot of fun talking about it. This was a blast breeze to talk through. I think yeah. that says even more how much I like this episode that we just ate it up talking All about praise. it. Let's end the episode with uh maybe the one of the tougher good place bad place to make. Um tough on the bad place for me, not good place. Tough on the bad place, thinking about the bad place. I have one. Then go ahead. My Please. bad place this week, even though they're not in the episode a lot, they do have ramifications. Vicky, because mm. you don't put just... First of all, bad place for having a terrible idea. Just needles? You need something else to add some I don't, that's pizzazz. Pr- that's pretty active torture. Needles you is need pretty bad. more, because it I has to seem like it's good. But then yeah. just putting needles, not only all over Chidi's face, but his feet too? Bad behavior. I'm going to say bad place for whoever decided that this episode needed a close-up shot of William Jackson Harper's toes. <laughs> Poor <laughs> no, guy. We don't need a close-up of his toes. No, that's not real. You pay it is a tough bad that. place episode. I'll say, Jesus, I'll say Michael. Okay. For withholding Explain. information from Janet that could help solve this problem. For withholding the, the Jason knowledge when it's been so clear for a long time why all this is happening. For okay, him to okay. be so focused and frazzled. It's a tough decision this week, but I think Michael could have done a little bit better if he cares about Janet as much as he says he does. Even if he comes up winning at the end. Bouncing off of that, Zach, my good place this week is Michael. Sure. Because I pulled he, that right out of my ass, so he, it's fine. The entire episode is trying to help janet and he is very honest with her about everything when he realizes that that could have an impact on the situation now withholding is not good but he also then refuses to kill janet which would solve a lot of his problems and he because friends well i think it's really easy to give this one to janet because she is willing to give the ultimate sacrifice sure to keep the thing and people that she cares about Janet more than herself Jesus going. Confirmed. She does. She like makes like a God sacrifice. She is a God character in this. She created mm-hmm. this entire world. Yeah. When something goes wrong with her, the world starts to disappear mm-hmm. and she's willing to give the ultimate sacrifice so we can live on without her. It's the is most lying selfless good behavior, Zach? is lying a good behavior. Well, that's a cheaty's philosophy corner, I guess. 
and we've probably talked about it before. I think we have talked about it before. Yeah. Does lying always have negative point value every time? I think probably. Probably a little bit. You could offset it. I think often there are lies that are good to lie to make someone feel better. But going so quickly to lying to make people feel better is a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. at what point are you keeping them from truth that would help them live a more fulfilled mm-hmm. life? But little lies like you look good in that or little lies like, I, I don't know, really, I guess it's hard to come up with many lies that are pure. Is that how you feel? I just went through the whole thing. <laughs> I just went through a whole circle there. You did. But you're giving it to Janet, which I can't fight with. <laughs> Janet would be my second choice. For me, it was pretty easy to give it to Michael. She's as selfless. But because as I prepare before we do this, Zach, I already had my good place and bad place selected. For whatever so... reason, every single week I have a place in my notes where I put the good place and bad place, and, and I've never write. written it down. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's gonna make your life harder end of season because you have to go through and listen instead of just Very looking true. at your notes. But honestly, that's fun for me. I, I like to feel through the episode as we talk mm-hmm. about it, and it usually helps me make my decision. But this one was tough because nobody's too bad in this one, and no. everybody has some really good moments. But that is the episode. Yeah. Eleanor also has a pretty, she's a small role, but good episode, good behavior from her helping Janet get past it. Like she literally was, Janet's like, I'm going to kill myself because I'm sad about this guy. And Eleanor's like, don't do that. Just go drink and dance and you'll be okay. Well, the 180 that character has done, Eleanor, has been so mm-hmm. interesting. And she is kind of at the other end of it now where she is yeah. this fully realized decent person. It'll be interesting to see what the show does with that now mm-hmm. because her arc is coming to its assumed end even though there's a lot more to come i i think it'll be interesting to see what they do with her from now on next week we will be back to talk about the episode Derek. woo very excited and a little programming note after next week steven and i are gonna take a brief little summer break well you know we gotta go uh slip and slide yes we gotta bump and dump all summer gotta bump and dump was that on here did we say that yeah that was that was here anybody So we'll be back next week and then we're going to be off for two weeks. So we'll drop little bits of audio so you don't forget that we exist. Yeah, we'll give you some taste. Next week we're talking about Derek and then we will be back to wrap up season two starting on July 3rd. Woo! This has been a lot of fun, Steve, and I like talking about this one. Yeah, this was really fun. I love this episode. Any final thoughts for the folks as we wrap it up? Um, I think this episode has a really good message about... Sometimes you don't realize that you're lying to yourself and it can cause manifestations in your life that you don't expect. So I think it's good sometimes to look internally and, and say, OK, am I being honest with myself about these feelings? And I think that it's it's mature to tackle that. And it's a very human thing to to keep ourselves in a bit of a fog and be fake happy about some things. And I think it's OK to not be happy about everything that always happens. And it's healthy to tackle that and acknowledge that. And the episode is laugh a minute on top of that, which yeah. is so hard to do. I to was be talking able about life about the episode, Zach, but that's okay. You can pretend like you were listening. Well, what I was, I was listening and what I was more, that the episode is able to tell you those things about real life. Good to save, have good save, deep good conversations save. while also being laugh a minute. That's exactly. hard to do. It is Thanks, I saved do. it. <laughs> Good save, Zach. We're going to wrap it up. We'll be back next week to talk about Derek. Please check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. We it. do the live pre-show every week, get all three parts of not ones, the basement, all kinds of stuff. This 
show all of a week Brokeback early, Bebop? every week, all of Brokeback Bebop, which you can also hear as a free podcast every Ooh. Thursday, wherever you get your podcast, Brokeback Bebop. So meaty. But so much stuff on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Check it out. Steven, where else can the people find us? You know, if if you want to shove a paperclip in the back of our holes boy do i make sure you go follow us over on twitter and instagram over at time knife pod and if you want to gaze upon these faces as we dive into the time knife uh check us out on youtube there's a video companion to this podcast yes um that watch interact like comment subscribe just decimate that like button steven get us out of here i gotta see a man about a horse all right from <laughs> Inside the Time Knife, Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next time. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Derek! I can tell that we are-